0: Everyone, welcome to this week's Blind Intelligence, where we have a special guest out of Los Angeles, California, Mr. Trevor Wesley. Hello, how are you doing? Thanks for having me. I am doing fine. Thank you for coming. How about you start out with telling everyone a little bit about yourself?
1: Well, uh, I'm a California, Los Angeles native, and I, you know, people are like, How'd you get into music? But I didn't get into music, music was in me. And I just, you know, I recognized I had a gift with music since a young age, and I just kept doing it. And uh, it wasn't until later that I, you know, realized that I wanted to, to do it for a living. That was just something that I did because I love to do it. I play piano and sing. And when I was like, you know, maybe 13 or 14, I started recording myself and doing covers and stuff and then and writing songs. And I've just been doing it ever since. And uh, I have a song that went viral um, a few years ago called Chivalry is Dead. And I wrote and produced it. and you know i'm just continuing as technology keeps growing like it's so accessible for artists to create music now and the competition is there's so many people doing music and so now it's i'm really trying to tap into ways of being you know i'm great at music but now that's like you know 20% of it really because it's about promotion and marketing and networking and all that kind of stuff so just doing what i can
0: so actually how long have you been in the industry
1: for like probably like close to 15 years now, you know, like I've been out in LA doing, you know, live gigs with different musicians and different uh, people. You know, I, I used to work, I've worked with a lot of different people, you know, and uh, I used to be signed with this artist named Neil who, mm-hmm. you know, his management and stuff like that. And I've just, I've not, from, <laughs> from different situations, you know, but it's, it's kind of hard to find the right, you know, situation that's going to be, the thing, you know, because everything I've ever been involved with, I was taught, like, this is it, you know, and so I'm just taking it one day at a time.
0: OK, you mentioned with technology how things have gotten easier and what ways have it gotten easier for you with using technology? Well, that I can you and, know, and, create songs specifically in the music, specifically, specifically in the music, not the social media, not all those other parts. We'll get to that. But specifically with the creation of the music how has technology um worked for you
1: well i mean i've been recording you know and using software for creating music for a long time and it's definitely gotten easier there's a lot of subscription services for instruments and different you know software plugins and stuff like that so you don't have to spend hundreds of dollars to get it you can pay a monthly subscription to use it and test things out if you like them and you know, especially just being able to, you know, use different distributors that are online. Now you pay a fee and you can put your music out and get it to the world. But like I said, it's about the marketing and promotion of it. You know, once you put your music out there, then, you know, I, I realize that it's it's more so about the story that people, you know, like brands and different, um, you know, case makers and influencers care about. It's like the music could be great, but, you, you know, how are we going to sell this story? And I'm not much of a salesman. I want to make music that would hopefully sell itself, you know, but I know that it's like, like you said, with social media, like it's about partnering with people who are creative and do something different, but it also aligns with, you know, making sense with both of you doing things together. Like that chivalry is dead song. I did, it came together so great because I, I partnered with a guy named Ian Eastwood, who's a dancer and choreographer, and he used the song in a, in a video. And so, you know, me making the music and singing, He did the dance and it became a visual and he had an audience already. So it kind of kicked off a fan base for
0: me, which is cool. Right. So I had wrote a blog one time about are you collaborating with the right people? So tell me out of everybody that you have collaborated with, who do you think was the most beneficial? Not just in terms of numbers, but as in advancing your career.
1: Um, well, I mean, I would definitely pick, say, Ian Eastwood because, you know, he got me a fan base and got me, you know, I'm able to pay my rent with my music and, you know, so, somewhere to start to build from. And, but okay. What about in mean, the
0: number two? Then, the number two. I mean,
1: working with Neo was amazing too because he's just really talented and he writes songs really fast. And and he gave me some good advice um, multiple times. You know, it was just working with him. And it, you know, because in LA there's so many crabs in a barrel out here. Everyone says they're dope. Everyone says you know they're awesome. But like he was just awesome. And you don't have to. He didn't have to <laughs> say anything. You know, like uh, one of the things he told me that, that stuck with me was his. Um, to, when you're writing a song, to know as quickly as you can what the name of the song is. And I and I related it to like driving somewhere, you know, like, you're not going to just get in the car and start driving and hope you're going to land somewhere good. You know, you got to know where you're going and then pick the route. And that really helped me uh, as a songwriter, you know. I do, I do everything myself. I write and sing and produce and just create music, you know. And, and I can't, it's, it's hard for me to... uh Like, I can't imagine if I was just a singer where I had to find writers, I had to find producers. And like, like that would be like crazy because you'd just be waiting around for other people all the time. And I think, you know, there's more and more people that are just doing it all themselves because what are you going to be? You know, the right person's not going to just come along. You got to be working and doing things yourself for things to move forward, you know?
0: Okay. You mentioned earlier that um, in L.A. that you performed a lot of local places What are some of the places that you were performing
1: at well it started with this place in the valley that was called it's it's not there anymore now but it was called cozies and it was this little you know hole-in-the-wall bar spot that all the dopest musicians came to and you know it it was open till like two two in the morning and Mm -hmm. we would just hang out and play music and jam and from there you know like that kind of like introduced me to a lot of different musicians and producers and you know, from there, I've like, you know, I performed at the Key Club when it was the Key Club. And now that it's now it's gone. The House of Blues and, and Sunset which is gone. It's crazy. How everything is like, you know, changing so much. But um, Jamie Foxx had a thing uh, called. What was it called? It was in downtown L.A. I don't know if he still does it anymore, mm-hmm. but um, I think that's where he discovered Ed Sheeran. Um, but he, I, I performed there a few times and it all came from this little place called Cozy's and the bartender Mo. He was super cool. And it'll always be a memory of mine because it really, like, you know, was an experience growing up and, and being around such awesome musicians. Mostly who, who played in church and, you know, that were always better than me. And so I'd be able to hang around why people you that were say better, better than, than you. People. Because they were. They were more experienced. They They could play better. But that's why, you know, that's what's awesome. I think you should always surround yourself with people that are better than you so you can grow and be hungry to be like damn i know i i can be that like that one day you know this was like maybe 12 13 years ago that i was out there at cozy's but i know that it was a pivoting pivotal moment for me to you know be introduced to musicians in the in the industry and networking and stuff you know
0: which is cool what would you consider your genre um
1: well I, i love you know like jazz music like Louis Armstrong and Ella Fitzgerald but being from California I've always loved like you know west coast music like Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and Pharrell and someone called me Trap King Cole one time and I thought it was funny <laughs> like I don't rap but I, I'm a crooner you know I love like Frank Sinatra kind of you know crooning kind of music. I, I
0: kind of got that from you when you said you enjoyed working with Neo. Yeah
1: yeah yeah um like I'm You know, but I definitely lean towards the kind of jazzier side of things. But I I like to have a soulful touch to it. It's weird because I don't like try to to create a sound or anything. I've just been doing it for a long time and everything that I've ever loved. I've taken a little piece of here and there and put it in to create what I am. And, you know, I guess I just I am what I am. And that's all that I am. (laughs) Okay,
0: so tell me about your latest single.
1: Well, I, I put a song I've been going to I'm going to be releasing a song a month now just to consistently be uh singles. And last song I just put out was called Buzzed. And that's the song I put out um, on that share to the pros website. Uh,
0: uh-huh. But
1: it's just a song. It's it's like, kind of like, you know, everything these days is about, you know, it's it. I don't know how to word it right, but it's it, <laughs> it comes across like it's like like you're getting high or getting drunk. But the song is really about being high on life. You know, Mm -hmm. so that people could get high, you could get drunk, you know, listening to the song and it would still make sense. But at the same time, yeah, because
0: when I first heard it, I was like, what is he talking about? Getting half what?
1: Yeah, exactly. I said,
0: (laughs) I'm I'm in my car Look, see, when you submit it, I think that you submit it. A lot of people will submit and they'll say, listen to the first 25 seconds and then give feedback. I actually yeah. listened to the whole song because oh, nice. a lot of it has no words within the first 25 seconds. He grabbed me right away.
1: I always tell people, man, when they say, check out my song, check out this music. And there's like this long intro because they think that it's the greatest thing ever. So they have all this build up. I'm like, man, people have such short attention spans. You got to get to the song like immediately, you know? So I, yeah, if, if I can, unless it's like an album song that's like not, you know, that's just. In the album, and people already love you. And it's like, you know, I'm trying to get myself out there, so I'm not gonna put a long intro, but I'm glad you listen. Thank you.
0: Well, tell everybody where they're able to find your music, your social media handles, anything, Mr. Trevor Wesley.
1: You said it. I mean, I try to make it easy, it's just my name Trevor Wesley is my Instagram, but my Facebook and my uh, YouTube is Trevor Wesley Music. Um, but yeah, Trevor Wesley is all you need to know. You know, like Wesley Snipes. So Spotify, Trevor, are you iTunes, Trevor Wesley
0: on uh, on LinkedIn, Snapchat, everything. Yep. Or do you just everything have else. just a certain, just a certain social medias that you use?
1: Yeah, just for for whatever reason it was, I forget what it was, but Facebook and uh, YouTube is Trevor Wesley music. So okay. Trevor Wesley is. I mean, if you type in Trevor Wesley on Google, you'll find what you
0: need. You know. Okay. Is there anything else that you want us to know about
1: you? Uh, just thank you for having me on, and it was nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. I appreciate it. And cool.
0: All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and also subscribe to the video channels. Bye.